What are you laughing at? Just is. Are you laughing our, at this? Are you laughing at the size of my Pellegrino bottle? <laughs> uh, not at all, actually. I was, oh, I was laughing. Say. I was laughing at uh, your rec- your recording question. <clears throat> it's, it's, I don't know. It's the first question, isn't it? It is the most. It's the first most important question, and uh, it's something that we've discussed quite a bit on the podcast. That's true. Especially at the beginning. It's usually when we discuss it. Yeah. Um, it's it's ABC, always be courting. Oh. <laughs> always be courting. Always be, and then you kind of swallow the beginning of it. Cordon. Always be courting. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is, this is an honor. This is one of the... Uh, one of the most important podcasts out there right now. Um, Thank so you. I'm, I'm, it's it's great to be here. Wow, I don't think anybody's ever said anything like that about the podcast. <laughs> it's one Thank of the you. most influential, <laughs> even podcasts. close to that. <laughs> Nobody's even approximated uh, a compliment like that. Thank you for saying that. Um, I'd tell you that we're trying, but I don't know how honest that would be. We're trying. We're just not trying that hard. Basically, um, the first idea I have, um, I go with, and that's how we ended up with crazy shit like um, Return to Innocence, coming from, God, what, what country was that from again? Uh, the the uh, cover. Uh, well, the dude's from Croatia, right? Or Romania. Romania. Is yeah, the, from the white Romania? guys are from... Sorry, say it again. Is Enya from Romania? Return to Innocence is not Enya. Oh, that's in um, The Last Boy Scout, right? I don't know. Is I'm it not in familiar. The Last Boy Scout? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're thinking of, uh, what's that Enya song? She doesn't do Return to Innocence. Um, she does, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to elude me. I'm just going to say I don't know. I mean, it's a similar atmosphere of song. Yeah, sort sure. of New Age meets um, sort of early 1990s synthesizer drums. So is Return to Innocence, is that, <laughs> is that somehow <laughs> related to your podcast? Oh yeah, we should probably... I'm going to be, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I've never listened to the podcast that's don't, just fine. Don't yeah. Don't, don't worry start about that. Now. In fact, I I respect that a lot because uh, I'll be honest. I don't listen to any podcasts except my own. That see, I, I'm the same way. 
And I don't have a podcast now, so I don't listen to any, you don't listen any to podcasts at all. Yeah. <laughs> You're back to, yeah. back to zero. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to our podcast, and then I listen to uh, Tom and Don's podcast, You Can't Win. See, that's a, I, I respect that podcast. I've never heard it, but just from afar, I can tell they have a high standard. Um, yeah, and a great name, yeah. which goes a long a way. Really that's like name. 95%. I think. Yeah, I mean, where would we be if well, our that... podcast wasn't <laughs> named Hell is Kicking My Ass? We'd be nowhere. We probably wouldn't be doing it. I think the only reason that we are doing it is because the name, in our opinion, was too good not to to try to see it through. It was too good to not have a podcast called that. But enough... Um, Self-congratulation. You guys are very uh, professional. I I just want to say that. You guys were here on time. I actually joined two minutes early and nobody was here and I closed it out really quickly. And then I joined back in one minute later after the start time and you guys were here. And I just, I really respect that. Thank you. I'm nothing you. if not punctual usually. That is not true. You uh, have never been okay. on time to this podcast. Except, I, I'm except usually for on time. I'm except usually on time. Not, not to blow your cover or anything. I suppose I am blowing your cover. Like five minutes late, maybe. You're late too sometimes, okay? And, um, But yeah, I, Dwayne's right. I wanted to be professional. We have a guest. I did. Uh, I want. I, it's our first... I wanted to be respectful. And... Not that I don't respect you, because I, obviously I do respect you, but I also know that uh, I'm not going to lose your respect if I'm five minutes late to the podcast. No. True. And we could lose Dwayne's respect. We could lose everything. Well, I'm so feeling the respect right now. I, I'm feeling it. Good. What's everybody uh, drinking this evening? Doke, do you have... Uh... Um, yeah, so I have... Uh, I just got some Jameson. And then I put it in, uh, I got a burger from local burger spot, Burger Boy, which I, uh, I think has a really great logo. That's a grown man. <laughs> um, I just put also, it in a cup. a name too good not to see that entire business enterprise mm-hmm. through, you know. And then on, but then on the back of the cup, it says a San Antonio original. Is that like a big styrofoam cup? Yeah, it's a, well, I mean, it's just a normal styrofoam cup, but it's kind of I don't even think for, I've seen one of those, like in... It's like 16 ounces. I don't think I've seen a styrofoam cup in a really long time. I mean, I just didn't... I just used the styrofoam cup because I had it, and I washed it out, and I just wanted to have a cup big enough to put enough Jameson in that I wouldn't have to leave to get more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't think I... I'm not, really a, I'm not really a big cup or a big glass owner like i don't the biggest glasses that i own are like wine glasses like a red wine glass Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna put jameson in a red wine glass you can um actually drink whiskey out of a a champagne flute is a very good whiskey glass but yeah if it's a a wide bowl Hmm. like pinot noir glass you don't want to put whiskey in that yeah, no. it's like a Pinot Noir glass. Okay, yeah. Like a goblet, almost. Like a chalice. Like a whiskey chalice. My uh, my stepsister gave them to me for Christmas. Uh, she shipped them to me, like some very nice wine glasses. 
didn't ask didn't ask for wine glasses and that my previous apartment really had no counter space or excuse me cabinet space to, to put them up at all so they just stayed in a box for mm-hmm. like a year until i moved here and then i now i can now i can take them out because i have enough cabinet space but i put them on the top shelf because because you like a challenge i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna impress anybody with nice wine glasses anytime soon but if i need to get a step stool i'll get it later on i think you have a step stool sorry go on um okay yeah i was gonna say that i think by putting them on the top shelf though that's kind of like that's a little something special for yourself to look forward to like every time you open the cabinet you see them up there that's and you're like point. one day you know that's it's like you you know you're treating yourself that's nice that that's true the the only the only caveat on that is that these cabinets don't have doors <laughs> so i can see them whenever i look up there Oh, I thought you meant like there was no way to get into them. Sorry, my imagination <laughs> no, kind of ran away, with, ran away you, with that one. You put all your glasses into this cabinet and then you nail it the Forbidden. fuck shut. You nail it the fuck shut and you got to get a crowbar to open it back up. I don't even you... know why I thought even for a second that was a realistic possibility. I apologize. That was completely okay. beyond the pale. That's you know, okay. I just that's just so random. Um, sometimes right. I laugh at, it, at things like that. Anyways... Uh, so I, have, I have Jameson, Jameson in, um, in a, styrofoam, in a cup. styrofoam cup. I am drinking rum from, you know, this. it's so small, Venezuela. Venezuela. Ron Venezuela. Ron Diplomatico. What's the, and, what's um, the proof on that? I'm drinking it out of a grappa glass, which is not, uh, not ideal. I prefer to drink it out of like one of these. Uh, I have like this double shot glass that an ex girlfriend gave me. Um, I prefer to drink rum from that. Yeah, that's a tiny little sip in there. Yeah, I'm about halfway done. I uh, I took some I took some rum in the shower. Okay. Like a sacrament, I took rum. Um, before I joined. I'm drinking like some uh, whiskey. It's not. It's not good. I'm not gonna name it. It was. I paid oh. too much for it, and it's not. It's very bad. But I'm drinking it. It's. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um. But I'm drinking it. You know. Once you've paid for it, if I pay for something, I will drink it. Yeah, it doesn't no matter, matter. No matter how disgusting it is, I think I've maybe poured out like two bottles of wine in my entire life that were just too gross. And let me tell you, I have bought. Uh, a lot of bottles of wine. Yes, thousands. Did you were you on the Boone's Farm train back in the day? Have you ever, have you ever purchased like a large glass object full of wine, besides like a standard bottle shape? <laughs> I was like, you mean like a wine bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Humor me here, Steph. Have you ever purchased wine in a glass object? Is that really a uh, thing? I feel like that's Boone's Farm is like a big glass jug, isn't it? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember it's, I thought it was yeah, made of glass, shapes, and it's, it's shaped more like a liquor bottle. It's jug-like. It's it's You're right. it's shaped like an apple. It's got sort of a. It's not shaped like an apple. Is it? It's, it's got. More, I don't know. It's more similar in in proportion to an apple than it is to a wine bottle, 
and uh, and I'd stand by that. That's a large spectrum, but I guess I can't disagree. But no, I, I was never on the Boone's Farm train. I used to, as a, as a baby drinker, I would drink Behringer White Zinfandel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I've definitely had, um, is that a wine cooler or is that just an actual, like just a wine that some people drink? It's an actual wine. Zinfandel. It's, cheap, cheap yeah. it's just very, very sweet. Real sweet. Super sweet. Yeah. I've um I mean I definitely so when I was in when I was in high school and people were developing their drinking habits I uh was diagnosed with celiac disease sort of before I got into that age by about by a couple of years and people wanted to play beer pong in Evanston it's called Beirut which is kind of interesting it's a little tidbit for you I think it's called that some places on the east coast too but uh I've heard that before yeah some places on the North Shore, which kind of makes sense because some North East Shore Coast, folks North Shore, fancy yeah. themselves East Coast North Shore folks, right? Right. So, um, Beirut, and 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 I couldn't drink beer, so I was either DD, which I didn't really like doing, um, no. or I was uh, drinking like vodka, or if I could get something better than vodka, like I drink like wine coolers sometimes, or I drink like just shitty wine, but more often than not, it was just like Svetka. Which is terrible. And then that kind of continued in college, except for I met other people that drank a shitload of vodka, too. And then that was just what we did in college. I think it's what a lot of people do in college. And speaking of... Yeah, drink vodka. And speaking of large objects, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. We were very recently talking about Typhoon Lagoon. I had this big (laughs) cup from Typhoon Lagoon. One of those things where it's like, if you buy this thing, it's $10, but then you get a million refills at the water park. And mm-hmm. parents in the 90s were all like absolutely shitting their pants with excitement when they saw that deal. And it had a machine that read the barcode. And this is all like new technology. Oh, wow. This is all crazy, crazy shit at Disney World. I and, didn't even know um, that technology existed. Yeah, there were people pulling their hair out when they saw this thing. And uh, at the guest, at the guest, when you walked into Typhoon Lagoon in the water park. What they, and, need, th- what they need is that same concept, but with Dippin' Dots. With Dippin' Dots? Re- yeah. Dippin' Dot refills? How yeah. Many, how much ice cream can you eat, chef? Dippin' Dots a lot. Dippin' Dots are kind of a joke. Yeah, they're kind of a meme almost. I think they're good. I think they are. It's a good idea. But whenever you get Dippin' Dots, it's like maybe it's a half ounce serving and it costs like $7. I haven't probably bought Dippin' Dots ever in my life, but this is just how I how I imagine it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have preconceived this preconceived notion, a fully developed preconceived notion. I think it's about $7 for a half ounce of Dippin' Dots. And that's just I mean, not I a good had, deal. It's I not a half, good deal. Oh, you, you, it's you not a good deal. It's not a good deal. That's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> yeah. if you, bro, I need an ounce of Dippin' Dots. I need an ounce. But wait, so Dwayne, this actually but, does seem to this is falling right into Doke's lap as far as a business opportunity because he is proposing, correct me if I'm wrong, a refill situation where you pay what may seem like an exorbitant fee at the front end of a dip and dots transaction. And then you can just go back for more. So you can get more than an ounce. Exactly. If, if you're uh if you could stomach it. 
let's my make, let's make Dippin' Dots affordable on a volume level. What is the exorbitant fee? Like thirty dollars? Seven dollars? <laughs> I think seven dollars for. And yeah, then you I, get one of those tiny that, little cups. That's uh, yeah, seven dollars for one of the little cups like of Dippin' Dots. Like Sounds about cup. right. You can fill up the sample cup as many times as you want, but you do have to go back every time. No, well, that would probably be a better business model because it would cut back on people wanting to come back. I just think people aren't going to come back because it's ice cream and because you can, you know, I mean, how much ice cream can you eat? I I, I, I hate to go back to this question, but I think it is. In the, uh, if I'm in the mood, I could eat a lot. <laughs> okay, but that's just one case study. But I think the ice cream is its own deterrent if you're trying to cut people off at like a hard cap with the Dippin' Dots, but you can't actually enforce it. Because where are Dippin' Dots sold? Amusement movie parks? theaters. Baseball games? Yeah. Movie theaters? Wait, they sell them at baseball games? Yeah. You get them in oh, like yeah. a batting helmet. Mm-hmm. It's a probably, batting helmet it's probably filled $19. with Dippin' Dots? Yeah. Wow, this is like, that's a crazy amount of... I mean, am I am I not? Well, it's not right an actual that, like, helmet. It's like a little cup. It's shaped it's like a little a mini one. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. I'm thinking of. I was thinking of like a nacho helmet. I was I was beginning to. That would be insane. Allow myself to be. That's like a pound. If you put it in a real batting helmet, that's like a pound of Dippin' Dots, and it would just be, be like eighty dollars. Yeah. Do you think there's a market <laughs> for bottomless Dippin' Dots? Because that's what we're talking about here. Is we're talking about Dippin' Dots buffet. You know, I, prob- I mean, uh, realistically speaking, probably not. It's um, probably why they didn't do it. You're just you know? hungry right now. <laughs> this entire business idea is coming because you just want some Dippin' Dots right now. I think right on the front end, people would say, oh, my God, it's unlimited Dippin' Dots for $30. And then they would say, well, I'm not going to eat that much Dippin' Dots. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would just never go through with it. I think we need to hire one of those pricing firms. Which just comes in and they sit down and they say, yeah, that, that price is too high. But really, how much does the Dippin' Dots process actually cost? We don't know. Um, you know it's way out of whack with what you were paying. Because you're paying for novelty. With I don't Dippin know Dots. what the fuck they do to those things. I don't even want to know. Yeah, I don't need to know. Yep, I'm with you on that. I, although I do, I kind of, I think, I imagine them putting like a bunch of ice cream into like a rock tumbler type machine and then they make it like negative 100 degrees. And I feel like that would create dipping Dots. But I'm not an engineer, so. No. No, I think you're I, right I, though. I, I think there's some kind of... Uh, nitrogen situation yeah, i thought there was like a liquid nitrogen thing i think there's on. a liquid nitrogen situation that, that might just be my uh sh- top chef brain speaking where anything that's really cold has liquid nitrogen because i've just been watching richard blaze you're, you're richard watching blaze before. over here Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> come on uh, so yeah there's some kind of ballistics going on to turn the ice cream into uh pellets right spheric spheric spherification can we just walk it back a little bit and say that just the process of creating ice cream on on its basic level is still kind of weird 
Yeah, pretty cool too. I have a lot of respect for uh, for ice cream makers and people who have ice cream ice cream machines. What? Yeah, no. Did you guys ever do the rock salt thing in in like elementary school? It rock sucked. salt. It was terrible. It was not good ice cream. Yeah, it fucking sucked. Rock salt. You guys made salt rocks uh, salt ice cream. You don't put it in the ice cream. You 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 put like the milk and the cream and like flavorings in a like a bag, like a Ziploc bag, and then you take a bigger bag filled with like ice and rock salt. Oh. And you flip it and it it creates ice cream in the smaller bag because was there enough sugar in the ice? Was I don't remember. I don't remember why, but something with the ice and the rock salt like I think it's because when the so the the ice melts and it's salty water which has a higher or lower freezing point so you have a bunch of water uh, a bunch of water that is the temperature of ice and it's like a complete the surface area is covering the entire bag inside yeah so that makes sense yeah did you do the calorie study where you burnt a tortilla chip over an aluminum can absolutely not no we did that in my seventh grade science class. My teacher was super hot, and the scandal that year was that nice. the starfish ate all the other fish in the aquarium, and like nobody did anything to uh, stop it. Like once this trend was established and well recognized that like there was a serial murder going on, and the starfish was killing everything else, nobody took the starfish out of the tank, and it, we just we just had to watch our favorite fish disappear through. Well, it's it was pretty. It was pretty horrifying. Uh, the way I'm describing it, it, it really wasn't that way because we were like seventh, we were in seventh grade and we had other things better to do. But like looking back on it, pretty traumatizing situation. Anyways, we burnt a Dorito chip to find out how many calories was in. I can't really remember how many calories, but I do remember running across the room when a flame was lit and I got suspended for that. I shouldn't have been running when the flame when the, when there was fire. Yeah, that's dangerous. It seems like a pretty soft suspension, though. You got detention yeah. or suspended? I was, uh, maybe I just got yelled at. Okay. Really? That's a lot different. <laughs> a lot different, man. Throwing that really out of whack. Yeah, I don't think I was suspended. I, I think I was like, I think I was like yelled running, at. I, I think I was yelled at in front of the class. Running away from fire is just kind of a basic human instinct. I was like running towards the fire. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. Um, Still not a, not a suspendable offense in my opinion. Yeah, I miss I'm, I misspoke. Okay, I, I, I've I've been suspended for other things. I don't think I was suspended for that, but um, but yeah, that's how mm. you. I feel like I, I don't know why it was a Dorito. Could have been anything because everything has like a normal a normal stuff calories would probably be better. Could have been a normal chip. I feel like a a Dorito is going to flame up a lot easier than a normal tortilla chip. Yeah, the dust is definitely like an accelerant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like it's seems a lot more dangerous than just you know, throwing a normal ass tortilla chip on there. I think there may have been like a lobbying situation going on from Frito-Lay to get into the standard curriculum. <laughs> How much money did Frito-Lay pay to the Illinois public school system to just have kids burn Doritos? One of the bigger school systems 
wouldn't have been a complete waste of their time and money as far as sort of the lobbying arm of Frito-Lay is concerned. And here we are 20 years later talking about Doritos. We're still talking about it. I still eat God, them. So they God got their damn, money's they worth. Are, they're fucking smart. Money well spent. It's like Very exponential well returns. That's amazing. I, I feel like and we now, went back and looked at the commercials then. Now I want Doritos. It's like very clearly they were like aimed at children. Commercials for Doritos? For Doritos. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very clearly. It's not like, cigarettes. What's more addictive? I've quit cigarettes. I have not quit Doritos. I've quit Doritos, but I haven't quit cigarettes. I've quit cigarettes, and I've never—I <laughs> never really had enough of an issue with Doritos that I had to quit them <laughs> and like say, like I'm done. I'm okay. That's fair. I never Doritos. had a—I never had a Doritos issue either. <laughs> Thanks for uh, rubbing it in my face. Appreciate that. I, I do like the show. Them, yeah, I suppose I don't really have an issue. Um, I've probably sm- I've smoked more cigarettes in my life than I have eaten bags of Doritos. But I've probably eaten more individual Doritos than I have smoked cigarettes. <laughs> okay. okay, I was gonna say that's kind of a false okay. equivalency, yeah. but with the caveat after that, I'm 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 good with that. It's equation. A, it's basically a wash. I don't I shouldn't have even. I'm good with both, but uh, I'm pretty you know. I'm pretty la- I'm pretty lax about those kinds of things. I mean, one pack of, one pack of cigarettes is twenty cigarettes. That that would equal twenty packs of Doritos. That's it's a lot of Doritos. You can smoke yeah. you can smoke a pack of yeah, cigarettes in two days. The nineties were crazy though. <laughs> the nineties were crazy. They were. It was all a blur. I can't even remember most of it. My uh my big middle school science thing was we had a science fair project in I think eighth grade, and my idea was like I wanted to study overpopulation, quote unquote. Oh, that study, <laughs> like I I knew how it was gonna go. I wanted to use fish, and I was gonna like, you know, I was gonna like have bowls of fish and feed them the same amount and like see how many fish died, you know, of like like feeder goldfish or whatever. But the teacher wouldn't let me do that because fish were going to die. She was like, why don't you do it with like, you could do it with like beans, you know, like bean sprouts. And I was like, that's really not as cool. Um, but I said, okay. And then I, but I, you know, the passion was gone at that point. I really wanted to do the fish thing. And so like I planted some beans or whatever. I kind of did it, but I, I didn't really give a shit anymore. So I just completely fabricated all of the results for the science. I like just completely fabricated everything. She crushed your passion for science. She crushed my passion for science. I completely fabricated everything, completely. and I got I got a one hundred on the project, and that was really a, a, a very pivotal moment. Pivotal moment in my life because that's when I realized that like every, every, everything's bullshit. Like everything's I can completely made up. everything is completely made up. Like I can just I can do whatever the fuck I want and get away with it most of the time. Well, that's a actually a pretty valuable lesson. That's more valuable than whatever you would have learned doing the exp- an actual experiment. So Absolutely. I yes agree. it was. Maybe I that agree. was the teacher's intention all along, you know. I I knew her well enough that was definitely not her intention, but I do thank you Mrs. Hartman for uh inadvertently teaching me that lesson. 
was I find it kind of ridiculous that she wouldn't let you do something because something could die something like a fish could die like would the fish have wait 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 let me let me backtrack point of clarification sure um would the if the fish had died during the experiment would it have been because of the what you were doing to them yeah Oh, okay. So the the plan was so there would have been to, an ethical. Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, that, that's basically a that's a foregone conclusion that yeah. If so, you're going to add more and more fish and keep the food level the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that just is murdering pretty, fish. That mm-hmm. is kind of messed up, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, sorry. I guess I didn't understand it the first time, but that's not that's crazy. okay. That's not too crazy. No, I understand why she didn't want me to do it. Uh but even as like a seventh grader, I was like, you know, I was like, you can get like a million of these fish for a dollar. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. there's their lives are not that valuable. <laughs> you like you're like showing her like the fucking fish catalog. <laughs> Have you fucking been to PetSmart and it's looked right, at this it's shit? Right here. It's I was right like, here. you 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 buy these fish so that they die because you feed them to other fish. They are alive to uh, to die. And she was like, no, you can't do it. I probably if, didn't put it in those words as a seventh grader. If but, you uh, had blossomed into uh, an experimental scientist, a scientist, you know, designing experiments and running experiments, mm-hmm. say in like psychology or something, she was like probably trying to stop you from being like the next, like Zimbardo, or who is that guy that like electrocuted uh, the dude and well, what was the um, the. Um, it was like the Nuremberg experiment or whatever, where like you were in a room, they brought they brought a they brought a test they brought a test the, subject the, into the a room. Trials? They brought a test. That subject. That was about something very different. They brought it. No, no, no. They brought a test subject into a room. The shocking and then thing. Had them shock somebody else in another uh, in another room adjacent to them, and just told them to like continuing to continue upping the shock. Um, and the other person in the other room wasn't actually being shocked. They were acting, but the test subjects would routinely, um, because they were being told to do so by the experimenter, like basically kill the other person and like continue shocking them even after it was very clear or not. Yeah. Inflict pain. And some of them even, you know, murdered them, continued to administer shocks even after the person stopped responding. I mean, I'm, I'm not the best person to talk to about that. Uh, Oh, okay. Cause uh, like last night I literally killed somebody because, because I was told to. Oh yeah. Good point. So, uh, wasn't my decision, but my actions did cause someone to die. Yeah. I understand. Well, I apologize uh, for touching on that subject. No, it's fine. I feel nothing about it. But you weren't ordered by like a sadistic scientist to do it to cause suffering. Uh, Yeah, exactly. It's a merciful action. Right. Yeah. It's It's not causing somebody to suffer. Yeah, these experiments were like, I don't know if they were like unethical or they were... See, I have, a, I have a degree in this, but of course, it's, you know, it's just a bachelor's degree. So I don't exactly remember what I was taught. However, um, I do remember some of the ideas around it. And some of the ideas around it were like, it was kind of the wild, wild west of like ethics in psychology. 
Um, it was before, I want to say, you know, there was a broad consensus as to what you could and couldn't put other people through um, and still get published and whatnot. You know? I think until about, say, 1993, like anything goes in science. <laughs> like you can just, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean that sounds about right i have i i feel like i have no more accurate date so 1993 yeah 1993 is that like the advent of the ford windstar is that like Mm. is that like right around goes back to the 80s or even late 70s no kidding windstar has been around for a while no kidding was around for a while Maybe it's, gone when it's po- maybe when that was when its popularity exploded, hmm. or like nineteen ninety. Maybe the first um, first Hyundai cars were coming into the U.S. in the early nineties. Hmm. I, I got to be honest; I know nothing about the history of Hyundai. Me either. Dwayne, don't you do you drive a Hyundai? No, I have a Kia. It's um Kia. It's also, also a Korean also a vehicle. Korean vehicle. Yep. Yeah. What what year? <laughs> it's a 2019. Great. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good car. Um I definitely would recommend anybody who needs a car to check out Kia. Especially the Kia Forte. Um it's a it's very fast, uh, very reliable. It comes with good tires. Um, yeah, it's a good car. <laughs> that's, that's sick. Hate when you roll off the lot at the dealer only to discover shit tires. Man. You've got some bum tires. One, uh, you, you, you've you've got like a <laughs> you've got one patched with like fabric. <laughs> I'm Another not loving one is... the tires on my car. Not necessarily the tires. I'm not loving the wheels because they're small. They're like 15 inch wheels. Tires. Yeah, I I think I mentioned that when I was uh, when we were talking about you, you know, possibly buying it. I think you got to put bigger wheels on that Pronto. You can't. Well, I mean, not with that they attitude. They, they, they won't fit. Well, you just have the to cut w- some section out of the wheel well, or lift it. What kind of car is this? I bought a Honda Fit. 2019. You can lift it. 2020. 2020. Oh, man. I I guess I could lift it. What if you fucking really lifted it? If I was that guy in San Antonio (laughs) driving the black Honda Fit that was 10 feet tall. Lift it. It's got a small wheelbase already. Give it some fucking big, some big shocks, some buggy shocks. Sounds take expensive. That, take that puppy into the hills. It's not an El Camino. You know, like if you lift an El Camino, that looks cool. Uh, lifted Honda Fit, not so sure. It would also kill the gas mileage. How is the gas mileage? It's good, right? It's amazing. It's I like 40 it's miles. It's like 40. Jesus Holy Christ! Fuck. Actually, that's about and, what I get too. But yeah, to here in somebody like, else's car is like amazing. I, I get that occasionally yeah. if I'm doing uh, big distance drives. 
in the it's got like a ten, it's got like a ten gallon tank. So you know you fill it up at like eight. You know you put like eight gallons in it, and here, gas is like. I, honestly, I don't know what gas is because I don't actually pay for think gas. About it. I don't think about it, but it's like less than two dollars. So it costs like fifteen dollars to fill up the car, and then you drive for four hundred miles. Yeah, that's better than what I have to do. By some margin. Yeah, I drove from uh, Georgia to New Jersey, and it cost me maybe fifty dollars in gas. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's so far for fifty bucks. Yeah. How 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 long is that drive? How many hours? It's like fourteen hours. Yeah. Yeah. I think I probably got out to Denver for seventy five. From Chicago, I have I no conception of like the geography of the United States outside of the southeast and east coast. Interesting. Like when I think about Ohio and where Ohio is, and that it's near Kentucky, like that, it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and that it's also kind of near Chicago. It's not near. It's not near Kentucky. It borders well, borders. Kentucky. I'm, I mean, it when I think about Kentucky. Cincinnati, I think so. When I picture Cincinnati, it's on the Kentucky border. It's it's people, yeah. It's people go into Cincinnati from Kentucky for like a. It just doesn't. That is kind of right. that is kind of crazy. That is kind of weird. Yeah. See. You're right. You're right. Kentucky's right. wide. It's like wider than. Yeah. It's basically. Uh, I think it is. It's basically just a ten another Tennessee stacked on top of Tennessee. <laughs> it's it looks like chicken. Like is that crate am I crazy? Is this like my no, imagination it looks, it looks like a drumstick, yeah. It looks like chicken a to drumstick, me. Drumstick or is it more like a thigh? Kentucky looks like a drumstick. I'm going to have to look up what Kentucky looks Ohio, like. Ohio Ohio Tennessee looks, doesn't look like Tennessee looks like a stack of books. Ohio looks like a thigh. Like that's about to fall over. No, it's just like a normal chicken thigh. The thing about American geography is once you get like west of the Mississippi, it it does kind of all fall apart because the just the spaces between things are ridiculous. Things, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like Nebraska, driving across Nebraska takes like 5 hours? 6 hours? Yeah, once you get west of the Mississippi, there's like there's basically nothing. It's just psychotic. except for like little pockets and then you hit the west coast which is just, you know, a line of a hundred million people on the coast, which is like, isn't that what the East Coast is like too? Just sort of like no. a never-ending city. Well, I mean, yeah, you like Boston to Washington or whatever, but it's a lot more densely populated than the rest of the country is, because that's like three quarters of the country almost. I think when they're still west. when they're still figuring out the East Coast. They were like, okay, this is going to be like a society. It's going to be similar to England and Europe. And then as as they pushed westward, it was just like, we need to get all this shit now. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, we'll fucking figure it out later. Just get it. <laughs> just obtain it. And they just drew the lines later. And that, yeah, you can really tell. I... I completely agree with that. Moving from east to west, it's like they were pretty psyched. 
and then they just kind of like ran out of steam just got less interested in, in like nation forming or civilization building and they just did it like less frequently well before and then, on, the, and then they, like, on the east picked, coast picked, you know they picked like, it up again on, on the fur, on the far west coast on the east coast you know they're like all right we got this land and we got the coast and then we hit the appalachian mountains so we got this space here and then once they were like oh let's let's go over the appalachian mountains they got over the appalachian mountains and they're just like oh oh shit there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit over here and there's nothing stopping us so let's just run with it so you know you got over that hump and then you just ran with it until you hit the rockies really but it didn't really matter because at that point you're already kind of doing the west coast thing from the other side yeah basically the mississippi river was like a vibe check and yeah. you know Take you take that you can take that to the bank basically is what I'm saying absolutely mm-hmm. you can take that one and run with it I'm gonna pour Cash a little bit more trip. on oh that's a good noise Ron of Venezuela he's the man down there you know I guess I probably should have inferred it but I I didn't really think that they drank rum in Venezuela. It's kind of a care. It's kind of a Caribbean country, kinda. I don't really think of like mainland South America as Caribbean, but I guess Venezuela's coastal, isn't it? It's co- it's coastal. Yeah. Do they um, do they grow sugar talk- cane in Venezuela? I think we this. Were- I think I think I think this product is suggesting that they do, unless they import it from elsewhere. That would be messed up. That'd be a waste of time. <laughs> fucking waste of time wait a minute if we're talking Echo about geography and la república bolivariana de venezuela so what is república bolivariana that's just what they call venezuela yeah because it's, it's like a bolivari it's like the revolutionary republic because of, of simone bolivar yeah yeah i didn't know that bro yeah bro well i guess <laughs> All right. I'm humbled by this new knowledge. Geographically, the weird thing about South America is that it's all it's all east of Detroit. The whole continent is east of Detroit. And south well, of Detroit uh, as well. Look at a map. It doesn't feel like it because you feel like it should be like directly below North America. But it's not. It's totally not. I know that Mexico City and Chicago are on the same longitude or same time zone. They're They're in the same time zone. They are definitely not Not the same same longitude. longitude. Because Mexico City is east of where I am in San Antonio, and uh, which is significantly east. How far is it from you? How many hours flight? Mexico City. If I drove there, well, yeah. Uh, it's far. How would you get there? Would you just... I'd, you'd fly, wouldn't you? Yeah. You, yeah, you could say that about literally any place in the entire world, but... Um, well, fine. If you, you drove... Fuck. I don't know. Hold on. I'll look it up. I'm going to say... Uh, the thing about driving in Mexico, though, is it's 
not really like an hour is not necessarily an hour. You know what I mean? I would guess um, 13 hours. No, it's going to be longer than that. I would guess probably about 19 hours. <laughs> I'm Holy gonna guess, shit. I haven't looked it up, but yeah, I'm going to guess like 18, 19 from San Antonio. Right, I guess I got to go for one hour and just hope that you guys all overestimated. All right, let's see. Oh, okay. From my home in San Antonio, Texas to Mexico City, 16 hours. Fuck. And it's actually not really that much east of San Antonio. It's like maybe <laughs> maybe like 40 miles east of here. <laughs> it's so pretty it's, much, all a it's pretty much straight south. I, that's uh, Mexico City is probably like my number one international travel destination I would like to go to. Let's go there. Let's just go there. We okay. we still we still have to go to the beach, but we should go to Mexico City as well. I feel like if we drive through Mexico, though, we're paying a lot of uh, fines. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think I you just do. have to bribe every cop you see? Even, it would even take if you're just on fucking vacation? forever, and we just we would we would just be impoverished by the time we got there. Yeah, I mean, I've I've spent a lot of time driving in Mexico, uh, and you do get stopped by like federales with guns and stuff and it's it's not a pleasant experience no i don't think i'd like it even a little bit so i would suggest that we fly there if we're gonna go there all right let's do that i'll drive down to to. san antonio and then we'll fly to mexico city if you if if you want to drive down here you could probably just fly here it's not expensive probably not doing a lot of fishing in mexico city it's on a lake. You don't know that. That's true. Is the lake still there? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think it. I didn't think it was. <laughs> it's not there anymore. Sort of. It a, was there though. Sort of a lake bed. Yeah. We don't need to go to Mexico City to see a lake bed, man. Enough of that shit all over the place. Uh yeah, let's go to Mexico City. I'd like to I would like to do that. I'd like to go to Mexico City, stay in the city and just sort of like just do it for like a week or something. Just seriously, let's just like do the let's, city. let's go to Mexico City. All right, let's do it. I saved up a lot of money these past couple of months and I would like to do something uh really dumb with it. And that's not even dumb. I think it would be that would be cool. You're supposed to be building up your nest egg, chef. I'm not really, I mean, I, I kind of have, you know, I'm not really a nest egg guy that much. I'm ready to build my fucking nest egg so good. It's going to be great. It's going to be $2,000, I think, is like Holy my nest shit. egg. <laughs> I recently had um, a little money, and I remember thinking in my head, uh, I'm never going to be broke again. <laughs> Because I had like maybe a couple thousand dollars, <laughs> but I thought at the same time I was like, I know I'm somehow gonna be broke. But it's funny to think that thought. Like I'll never, no, I'll never want for anything again. I have two thousand dollars. It is so good. <laughs> and like I have, two thousand no dollars is like that number for me. I'm like thirty two, 
and two thousand dollars is like I'm good. Like I talked to my mom, she's like, "How you doing? I'm great. I have two thousand dollars. Basically forever now. The sun is out. (laughs) Don't even bother asking anymore. I have two thousand (laughs) dollars. I think we should talk on a less frequent basis. I need to like put some. We need to put some distance between. I'm I'm doing my own thing. I don't need your support as much anymore. It's Mom. important for my I'm development. Fin- I'm, fi- I'm financially independent now. Less frequent, and we don't do Sunday dinners as frequently. Well, uh, maybe I'm totally wrong on this, Dwayne, but I thought you owned your house. Oh, I I own a house, yeah. Okay, but I can't like access the value of my house. Just you don't have any like, like you know you don't have cash. Well, sure, you go can't. to the store. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't liquidate a house unless you liquidate a house but yeah. that's funny to imagine like being a homeowner and still being broke i guess i didn't realize that that would be something but i mean i don't know i'm a recent new car owner and i you know i'm broke so well if you have a mortgage it's, it's you become imagine. a lot more broke because your the bank is basically into you for however many hundreds of thousands of dollars um yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't want to buy a house right now because Same. I know that I would just I would be way more broke than I already am. I'm thinking as I'm far not, as I'm, I mean like I'm not broke, I'm fine, but same. But now. I I think because because I have $2000 cuz you have 2 grand and I'm going to have 2 grand like tomorrow. I get paid Whoa. tomorrow, and I be, I have this feeling that like, I, I just feel like I'm never gonna need money again after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm such getting, a good feeling. I'm getting man. paid tomorrow, and between the last what I I'm have now money. and what I'm getting tomorrow, I'll have two thousand dollars. I think that's one of the reasons I got this bottle of rum. Like I wasn't like thinking about it actively while I was at the store. But like I'm looking at it and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the number two thousand dollars, and it just mm-hmm. sort of makes sense. It's powerful, powerful. I'm kind it's, of I'm kind of being overcome with it's um, the thought two thousand dollars is kind of like the platonic ideal of an amount of money. You know, it's a shitload it's, of money. It's funny the way that it's changed. I feel like it used to be like I want to say like four hundred dollars. And now, like four hundred dollars is, you know, it's I remember just, it's, it's it's basically it's, nothing. It's called growing up, man. One time when I was a kid, I I remember asking my parents. I don't know why I remember this so clearly, but I was probably nine or ten. I I remember I was in the car with my parents, and I asked them, "Is forty dollars a lot of money?" And I remember <laughs> and they, they like yes. looked at each other, and they're like, "It was like." <laughs> It was like I was too young to find out that forty. They were like, "No, it's really not." But they looked like they didn't want to tell me. <laughs> they wanted to have like a quick like powwow, to just just to like, so that you know, it's like when mom and dad are like on the same, like we're on the same page here. They had like one of those like conversations. Just raise your eyebrows. Unity. Should we tell him? No, it's really no, it's, it's not. I had a shit. Kind of not. Not really similar, but kind of a, a, a childhood experience of like having more money than I could ever imagine. I was mm-hmm. maybe like six or seven, eight, something like that. And we, we pulled into the garage at our house when this song came on the radio and my dad.
dad looked at me and he said, if you can tell me the name of this band, I'll give you $100. And even at like six or seven or whatever, I knew like like the handful of his favorite band, what his favorite bands were. So I looked at him and I said, Black Sabbath. And it was Black Sabbath. And he ponied up. And he ponied up. He gave me the hundred dollars as like a seven year old. And That's I was just too like, much money for a seven year old. And have. I was like, actually, maybe you should. We lived, in, we lived in, literally, we lived in the middle of fucking nowhere, so there was, like, there was no place to even go to spend money, so I was like, I don't even know what to do with this, and he was like, I'm going to make you a savings account, and I was like, even as a seven-year-old, I was like, that doesn't seem that fun. Could we do something else with this? Like, could I get some Legos? Could I get just something else than a savings account? But he's like, but he did give me the money. And it went into a savings account? And it went into a savings account. <laughs> Do you know what kind of interest rate you were getting? Or Not at all. Damn. Uh, you know, interest rates at seven years old, not really. Was it a money market I... account? You know what? He, he probably just, he probably just, he was like, hey, kid, I'm going to put this in a savings he account. Probably he probably just took it. Savings account, and then he just fucking took it. <laughs> he just fucking took it. <laughs> Did you ever... Did you get it back? Like, did you ask for it at some point? Like, I got to go buy some rims for my bicycle. I got to fucking, I got to fucking call him tomorrow. He owes you a hundred dollars. He owes me more than that, obviously. So he obviously, two thousand dollars is like still the dot. Like that's the amount. But like, I'd take a hundred dollars right now. Oh yeah, sure. I would never turn down a hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. It's it a is a lot of money. You can do a lot of you can do a lot of shit with a hundred dollars. I could live pretty good for about three days on a hundred dollars. If yeah. my bills, if my bills were paid, I could live uh, a week. Oh, well, I mean, if, if I'm talking about just surviving on a hundred dollars, not having to pay it. any bills, I could probably, I could probably live for probably three months. <laughs> Whoa, that's your survival skills are that's crazy. better than mine. This guy knows how to. I I tried to make lentils the other day, and I fucked up like three fundamental like lentil rules like right off the bat. I got the lentils in the bag from the shelf. I didn't check any kind of expiration date whatsoever. They don't expire. Yeah, but you can get like older lentils that, like, you could still cook them, but yeah. your your shit's gonna be whack for like the other things that you have in the pot with it. Like, if you have, if you have a preconceived idea of how long it's gonna take to cook the other stuff, like that that's what happened to me, anyways. Mm. I uh, okay, I went I went off this New York Times cooking recipe, and they always fuck me in the ass, and I don't know why I even like look at their numbers as like the honest truth anymore because their their ovens are different than mine their ranges are different some something's going on with the new york times cooking section and uh and their shit's never right for me and uh and they said the lentils were going to be 35 minutes and it was probably closer to like an hour 15 minutes 
that's way off. You think it was because it was old lentils? Yeah, I think it was because it was the old lentils instead of, you know, I was I did some googling about lentils later, uh, that that week, and was reading sure, that yeah. you should be getting the lentils from the bin, from from the lentil bin because there's more turnover in the lentil bin, and it's more likely that the lentils will be fresh. What? Just come in from the lentil man. If you're what? a millionaire, you can do that. <laughs> I mean, Where the fuck has a lentil bin? I don't know. Even... They don't have it. At, they don't have it at Cermak. That's for sure. No. That's so presumptuous. Anyway. Oh, just get it from the bin. Why didn't yeah, you get just... it from the bin in the first place? Come on. So I fucked up. Anyways, <laughs> I saved. I, I saved the soup through. Um, just sort of you know, knowing how to save, save food when I'm cooking it, knowing how to cook, just knowing how to cook. And, um, but you know, you know, after a lot of grief, basically it was, it was unneeded suffering on my part, but of course, uh, yeah, I did it to myself. Get it from the bin next time, bitch. (laughs) Gotta be a bin bitch, a bin boy. Well, lentils are kind of like a, a low risk, low reward food, don't you think? I agree with that. Well, you'd think that, but apparently, I mean, I know a lot of like, people disagree, but I don't know. When have you? When have you had lentils, and you've your reaction has been any more than like, that's fine. I've never had lentils and been like, holy shit, these lentils. There's got to be a way to make lentils sing. I've had good lentil soup that was very blended up and like not, there weren't intact lentils in it. So but you like, didn't have if to it's deal a, with the texture. A dish it wasn't good because just, of the lentils. Yeah. Well, well, the flavor, the developed lentil flavor, if you know, to the, to the degree that that's a thing. I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience with lentils. This dish is lentils, either kielbasa or andouille sausage. The idea is that you get a smoked sausage. Mm-hmm. Apple, aromatics such as thyme and sage, you know, onion, celery, um, and... You know, garlic and all these things. And then you just sort of cook everything so that it all comes together at the same time. So and it's then, like lentil jambalaya then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, you know, a central European hot dogs and beans. Beanie weenies. Beans and, and then, um, and then Beanie top weenies it. from the continent. Yeah, from the continent, and then you ta- continental, continental, uh, continental dish if there ever was one, and then you top it off with fresh, you know, apple, and then you stir in a little sour cream in Dijon, and then finish with green onion. It sounds nice. I enjoyed it, it also, a lot. The it kielbasa nice. is really nice. 
it also sounds like one of those things you could make and then you eat it and you're like, eh, it's not that good. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, I'll never do it again. Um, <laughs> I, f- I feel like that goes without saying, but um, <laughs> but it's very good. It's, it's very good. I'll never, I'll, do, I'll never make this again. That's kind of cheating, though, to, to write a recipe and then at the end it's just like, and then put in sour cream and mustard, which... Yeah, you literally like stir it in, like you, and you don't even need to do it. You can like make your guests do it. So, <laughs> and that's all. That's almost like I don't, I don't even know what spend, that is. Spend two hours making this dish, and then at the end, when the dish is done, blast it with like blast it with a couple flavor enhancers that'll make it taste good. Grape Poupon and a dollop of Daisy. You could probably just boil straight lentils for like three hours, and then just mix it with sour cream and Dijon mustard and it would be at least edible. Yeah. You just sour- like ri- and then just like yeah. rip up some like rip up some ham and throw it on there and it, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, you didn't need the kielbasa. You could just you could just get bacon or ham or something. Bacon would probably be better. Bacon would be very good in this dish. Especially if you sort of did anything to develop the bacon flavor. Did I ever tell you smoked- about that guy? Uh, I went to, well, I guess I went to like all of school with him, like middle school, high school, everything. Ryan Kielbasa. You should, you should change your zoom name to Ryan Kielbasa. I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, Can can you guess what his, can you guess what his nickname was in high school? Kielbasa? No, that's not a nickname. That's just his last name. Sausage. His nickname. His nickname was Sausage. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then it was only that. That was only enhanced by the fact that I believe we were in eighth grade. Uh, it was one of those days where you know the teacher's hungover or just doesn't want to do anything, and so we watched a movie, and uh, he got caught like jacking off in the corner in the dark of the classroom. Wait, Kilbat sausage did? Sausage did, yeah. Jesus. So that just kind of added to the sausage right. mythos, if you will. Um, it's like a nature versus nurture thing. Mm-hmm. So much. Would he that. have done that if his nickname wasn't sausage? <laughs> I, also, I feel like afterwards, I, 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 I can't, I can't parse it. I don't know if he would have or not, but I mean, just kind of knowing the guy probably didn't help him. It it certainly wow. didn't help, but I think I could still see him doing it without the nickname Sausage. Then you do that, and then you still have to go to four years of high school with the nickname Sausage, and everybody knew that you jacked off in science class. And that's the thing when people are like, why is his name Sausage? And then the answer, they don't even get to the point that his last name is Kilbasa. It's just that he jacked off he had in his science dick off. class. He had his dick out in science It's class. almost like an afterthought that his name is Kilbasa after that. Someone's like, oh, and he's also, well, while we're also, here, while we're here, it, that's all, his last name is Kilbasa. There was also a guy who, uh, his name, his name, well, his name really doesn't matter. Uh, I'll out Michael, Ke- I'll out Ryan Kilbasa because I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I won't bleep that out. It would be kind of r- ridiculous to bleep that out. And then you can't bleep that out. But there was another guy. We'd have to uh, strike the whole section. Who he was a, a he was on the cross country team 
as a freshman and one of the seniors said that his face looked like a bagel which i i totally disagree with he just looked like a normal guy um but then he he thought that was really funny and he adopted bagel as his as his not even his nickname as his name he told teachers to call him bagel bagel yeah just desperate to have a thing very very weird situation just yeah just hey uh they you know we're doing roll call first day of class michael are you here yes i'm here but teacher please call me bagel don't call me michael my name is bagel what was his name in spanish class that's a good question because we were in the same Spanish class. Paco. He just took one of those names, right? Uh, I mean, his his first name was Michael, so I, I I assume it was Miguel. Right. My my Spanish name, my my first and middle name and last name have no Spanish translation, so I got to pick my own. So my Spanish class name was I just picked Soro. You know, why not? Like Zorro. Yeah. Okay. Z O R R O. Yes. You asked to be called Zorro in Spanish class? Yeah, because that's pretty funny, right? Did that take away from other students' learning? No. Well, then I suppose it's fine. That's like a more unique version of picking, like, nacho. People would always think it's funny to be nacho. People were nacho. nacho, It's a food. Uh,. Yeah, that's true. There was a guy, similarly, there was a guy who uh, was in my Spanish list named Bo. There's no, there's no translation for Bo in Spanish. Work. So you get to, you just pick whatever you want. And he picked Mono, which is monkey. Yeah. Is Bo, is that short for something? Or is that a, fir- is that a, is that a, uh, uh, you know. I mean, it could be, it could be short for You coming home from the hospital. It'd be show for Beau regard, but usually, you know, you just, just Beau. Bo. Yeah. It's a cool, Beau's a cool name. I yeah. like Beau as a name, I guess. B-E-A-U. Beau. That's a cool name. I even like it as B-O. That's I like it cool. less as B-O, but it's not bad. There was a guy that went to my high school. His name was Wit Outlaw. Legal wow. name. Legal name. And, how's he, how's he uh, doing? Because I feel I, like that's an, that's an angels and roughnecks situation if I ever heard one. I don't know how he's doing right now, but I will say he looked like that name. No kidding. Yeah. That's he a really hell of a like name it. to live up to. It's a, it's Few people could live up to that name, but he did it with with flying colors. We had a girl at my high school named Hennessy. Mm. And uh, Sarah calls. She was pretty hot. And uh, I mean, what, what more do you need to know? I'm sure she's going to lead a perfect life. That's just a high class name, Hennessy. Have You're you ever be had Hennessy? Respected anywhere you go. Yeah, it it it. I agree. I agree with that. Um, well, I have a question. 
Mm-hmm. How um, how do you usually tie the concept of hell into into the podcast, or is it only in the title? Uh, well, Doug, we do you usually, have an answer? Uh, we usually do not tie hell into the podcast, but we did have a hell episode where we talked about hell and had uh, multiple uh, guests, I guess, uh, record short lectures talking about hell. Listeners we, submitted lectures. Listeners submitted lectures, but I guess we haven't really talked about hell. Well, we, I mean, we've talked about the afterlife. Talk yeah, we do sometimes talk about the afterlife. Uh, not really about hell Thank you for the question. Do you have other questions? The Hell episode is one of our, one of our best episodes. Yeah, it's a good thing, too. Or else it really would be a big fuck-off. To name ourselves this. And then to, like, not deliver that. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Do you have, do you have any other questions? No, that was pretty much the only question I have. Okay. 